the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, 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 and investing. What's on your mind? I want to ask you on a regular basis, what do you want me to talk about? I can talk about girlfriends, boring. I can talk about vacations, ooh, sexy. I can talk about investing in retirement. We can talk about boats. Uh, A friend of mine is selling his boat because he's got like, I don't know, he said 3,000 miles or 30,000 miles on it. Uh, something, Something is bad and it's time to sell. It's kind of like the opposite of cars, where you're trying to buy a car after it's been used for two years. He's trying to sell it before it becomes bad, damaged fruit. I didn't know that. So I'm going to let my producer pick what I'm going to talk about right here, right now. Uh, Mike, should I talk about housing shortages? Or mid-cap stocks that are kind of sexy? Or should I talk about things to do before you retire or things that will destroy your retirement? Mike, I'll let you choose. The sexy one. Which one? The sexy one. The mid-cap. Mid-caps. Oh, okay. He wants to talk about the sexy one, which is cute. Um, Mike is awesome. Um, I think everyone wants to beat the stock market, and sexy is the way you beat the stock market, right? Kind of. I get it. You have to take a little bit of chance to get a big winner. And small cap stocks and mid cap stocks are bigger chances than, let's face it, Disney or Nike or Apple. Those are big companies. They're biggins, as I like to say, which was my favorite magazine in my teens. Um, <clears throat> and that's a joke, by the way. <laughs> Thank you to Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. Um, stop. 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 Um, I don't want to paint my picture to be that quite yet. Um, uh, it's like my favorite magazine now that I'm more sophisticated is called Jugs, which is all about 18th century, 17th century pottery. Um, but I'll let you decide about that. 
want to beat the stock market? Uh, you go with sexy. You go with midsize or small cap. And ultimately, the numbers are pretty tantalizing. So you should have it in your portfolio, but you should also know that it's more risk in your portfolio. The Russell Midcap Index has returned an annualized 12.8% from 1979 through basically halfway through this year. Um, that's a pretty big number. So it bested the Russell 2000 Index, which is small cap companies, by an average of 2.1%. It bested large cap stocks by 1.3 percentage points. So the mid cap is the sexy way of going about it. So think about mid cap companies as potentially companies that Oracle or Microsoft or Google, they don't want to buy, but they'll buy if they have to. They prefer to buy them when they're small cap companies. But if you're mid cap, you've got product and you're doing well. If you're small cap, you may not have a lot of product, but you're growing fast. So mid-cap stocks are something you should look at for your portfolio. So don't ask me. Do it for yourself. Go to www.google.com and type in mid-cap exchange-traded funds or mid-cap indices. If you look at the returns since 1926, what were you doing in 1926? You were probably hiding out in a speakeasy and trying to hide the alcohol from the police. Quick, it's the pigs, it's the cops. Hide everything, quick. Right? No, you weren't alive in 1926, more than likely. The earliest date for which records are available, though, tied towards Wall Street, and small cap stocks have returned 12%, which is pretty good. Um, Mid-cap is about four-tenths of a percentage point per year higher, and bringing up the rear is large cap stocks by an average of two percentage points. So over the long term, 90 plus years, small caps are more volatile than mid caps. And they both return about the same, but mid caps a little bit better. And again, you're going to have to understand that volatility might give you a cheaper entry point into small caps. But you're not going to get as much volatility with mid caps. So... Small cap company, mid cap company, large cap company. Um, anything under a billion is typically small cap. One to ten billion, one to five billion, typically um, more mid cap. Three to seven billion ish, um, as far as the capitalization of the company, what it's worth. Um, and then you just get large, and like you get, you know, almost like Apple's like a mega cap company at this point in time with how much they're worth. Um, so know that going in, right? You know. Uh, you pay for different valuations. Um, smaller companies can grow faster than larger companies, but larger companies can be also safer. They've got a little bit more fat to trim in worst-case scenarios. Um, the T. Rowe Price Diversified Mid-Cap Growth. Here's one fund that I'll talk about. Ticker symbol is PRDMX. Uh, and who doesn't like a good DMX song, right? Gaga, make me lose my mind. Um, up in here. Up in here. T. Rowe Price Diversified Mid-Cap Growth. Um, you're not going to pay a lot of in, in fees. The mid-cap growth fund by T. Rowe Price is basically all run by computers. Um, it's averaged about 8.8% over the last 10 years compared with 8.4% for the Russell Index. Uh, fees are about 80 basis points a year. If you're looking for a true index, you would look go for Vanguard, 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 Vanguard. Whoops, I'm skipping. 
Um, I'm not a robot. 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 Vanguard Midcap Index Investor. V I M S X. V I M S X. And Mingo was his name. Oh, so it's the Vanguard Midcap Index Investor. Um, it tracks the U.S. Midcap Index, which largely performs in line with the Russell Midcap Index, at 20 basis points a year. That's pretty cheap. Um, you're going to do well with these over the long term, in my opinion. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned. Um, I think that's all I have for you. Okay, so that's the mid-cap sexy talk. That gives me a little bit of time to talk a little bit about huge mistakes that can ruin your retirement. Um, obviously, the number one, in my opinion, is waiting too late to start for savings. If you start saving aggressively in your 20s, you're going to have a nice retirement. If you wait till you're in your 40s, you're probably going to work till the day you die. So there's an essay by a guy named Richard Russell, Rich Man, Poor Man, of please do not confuse this with Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki makes me want to projectile vomit. Just the name. Ow. Ow. I'll take a waffle, a waffle thin mint. That's what Kiyosaki does to me. It's only a waffle thin. Yeah, I couldn't eat another thing. I'm absolutely stuffed. Bugger off. <laughs> Bug off. Uh, so there's a great essay by Richard Russell called Rich Man, Poor Man, where until his passing last year, he covered the financial markets since 1958. Um, he recently died. And he basically says, if you open an IRA at age 19 and you set aside $2,000 a year until the age of 25 and then stop and you let it compound, you end up with $930,000 for just that five years of saving money. Little TMX. This is sexy. I'll let this take us to break, because this is sexier than mid caps. If I got to bring it to you, cowards, then it's gonna be quick. Oh, you made it in the jail before? Oh, you know the motherfuckers you run with. Get done with. Done quick. You go and poke the dog with some bugs. That was the edited version, I think. Oh, good that you put radio version or radio edit. Yeah, it was. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. In the... I talked about income. I think it's really important to have multiple sources of income in your life. And one thing you could do is have a job that pays you income, right? Another thing you could do is invest some of your income into stocks and bonds and real estate. And one area that I like is income stocks. Um, And there's some high-yielding ones that I find to be very interesting. Typically, the higher yield you get on your income, the more risk. So right now, when I say you need a million dollars by the time you retire, that'll pay you roughly $40,000 a year of income pre-tax. So that's going to get taxed. Can you live off, you know, 40,000 will 
let's say it goes down to 30000 after taxes. Can you live off that? Social Security will probably be somewhere between 1000 a month to $1,600 a month. Um, so you start putting in these multiple sources of income, and you can see how like Social Security income is supplemental to your investment income because you're going to lose your job income in retirement. So the higher the yield, and I say a million dollars will get you 40000 4%, right? And you could have some emergency money on the side. You could have some money that's coming in for income for sure, uh, more consistent versus income-driven. But 4% is about as high as I'm going to go as far as betting on income. You know, in the past, we'd say 4 to 6%. But right now, we're probably going to be more in a 3 to 4% type of income world. So when you're starting to look for yields of 6%, 7%, 8% instead of 4%, you know, earlier in the show I talked about how AT&T will pay you $4 and a quarter for every $100 you own every year. Woo! Apple's doing the same thing. They're raising their dividend along, you know, so you hold it and you get paid income. So chasing yield can become a problem because when a company starts giving you 6% returns, 7% returns, 8% returns, 9% returns. It's too good to be true. More often than not. Now, not always. There's one company that I like called Blackstone Mortgage Trust. I don't own any, but I follow it. It's a real estate financing company. Blackstone Mortgage Trust makes loans and buys debt issued by commercial property owners. The firm went public in 2013, so it's not new. I mean, it's not old. It's new. It's really new. It's partially run by the Blackstone Group which is one of the world's largest private equity real estate groups in the world. Um, as a real estate investment trust, it's required to show at least 90% of taxable income to shareholders, which is the reason I like publicly traded real estate investment trusts. It's a huge pay- dividend payer. Most of Blackstone loans, moreover, mature in less than five years. That helps keep default risk down. It lowers the risk that the loans will lose value if interest rates climb. Blackstone would benefit from higher short-term rates because three-quarters of its assets are floating rate loans, which adjust higher when short-term rates rise. Um, company is solidly profitable. Yields 9.2%. Now, again, that would be part of an income portfolio, which is something Chad Burton and myself talk about on a regular basis is building a portfolio. So if you wanted to own it, know that your principal may be more at risk but the dividend yield is very attractive. The stock's been range-bound between roughly $20 and $40, and it's currently about $27. So if there were to be something dramatic that pushed it down to 20 bucks, I'd be more interested than at where it is now, 27 It's on the smaller side of its trading history. It's on the lower side. It's not going to march super higher. It's meant to be a dividend payer. It's just... It's not in its DNA, so to speak. So it's called Blackstone Mortgage Trust. And I would blend that with like an AT&T. So I would blend that with some short-term treasuries. And then suddenly you're getting you know, a much reduced rate of return, but you're also cutting your risk enormously along the way. Another one that I like a lot for a high-dividend player is Cedar Fair. You could ride these roller coasters uh, at King's Dominion or 10 other amusement parks, you can uh, enjoy for sure. The Intimidator 305 roller coaster, 
climbs you 305 feet in the air before it plunges at an 85 degree angle. An 85 degree angle. Woohoohoo! Uh, you probably don't want to eat lunch before going on that one. So this is theme parks and, uh, a couple hotels in there as well and some water parks where I don't go to water parks because to me it's just, to me water parks just, I just see way too much urine in the water. I don't know if I've got eyes that can discern water from urine, but water parks are like swimming in urine to me. And I want nothing to do with it. I guess if you're going to go, go early in the morning. Um, I'm about to vomit just from thinking about that. But Cedar Fair pays a 5.8% dividend yield. And these are just huge cash flows. It's a master limited partnership. So hefty cash distributions. Uh, distributions have more than doubled since 2012, and they're likely to continue to climb as the firm expands its parks and introduces high-tech attractions such as virtual reality roller coasters, rides built around popular video game characters, modest price increases have a big impact. So I like Cedar Fair, and again, is ticker symbols one of the best ticker symbols out there? Fun, and you know, summertime. I don't have to. It's no great secret that. Uh, the parks are jam-packed. Just talk to your friends. Talk to some of your friends when they go. Um, I know a friend, uh, James Fletcher and his family, they buy the season tickets for these theme parks, and they go a lot, but what they do is they go super early in the morning and they leave by lunch because they don't want it to be there when the, all the crowds are crushing and maxing out. So that's why they got the season tickets, so they can get, you know, instead of feeling like you have to go from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. to get your full money's worth, uh... Anyway, this stock has gone from 19 bucks back in 2012 to where it is 60 bucks, and a nice dividend yield along the way. It's expensive on a valuation basis, so if you buy it at $58 a share, there's a good chance it goes to 52, 53. But don't let that deter you. Don't let that panic you per se. Another dividend stock that I like, and again, consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any of the stocks mentioned, is Enterprise Product Partners. Yields about 5.5 percent. It's a midstream. Uh, player. It operates pipe, pipelines, processing plants, and storage terminals for the energy industry. Uh, it's not immune to the downturn. It's all revenues plunge. Enterprise revenues are likely to embark on a new path upward. Oil prices have recovered sharply from lows hit earlier this year. Um, it's a master limited partnership. The downside is that it, the stock could tumble if oil and gas prices plunge again. Uh, energy prices have to stay around 50 for it to do well. So if you think that's going to happen, it might be something that you can add to your portfolio. They hiked distributions for 47 straight quarters, including a uh, 5.3% increase in April. So they have a history of giving cash back to shareholders. So consider income stocks in your portfolio as a way to have a, another source of income coming into your life. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. She brought us to New York City to set herself free from all the fighting, screaming, and misery.
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Again, uh, happy Halloween. So it's a scary time of the year, is it not? I look at it as scary because of how expensive it is, but we'll talk about that later. Have you happened to hear the S&P 500 has been stuck in a trading range lately, and a lot of people are scared of that? Um, Positive disposition right now in the markets. Overall, we're dealing with things. Uh, There's a lot of mergers, a lot of acquisitions. There's some pretty good earnings. So throw that all together, and ta-da, it's a decent market. But again, we're stuck in a trading range, and this has been... We're not going anywhere fast. I've said that numerous times this year. So I'm um, taking a look at some of the, the you know, positive news out there today. Markets opened higher. They went slightly lower. But Qualcomm's acquiring NXP Semiconductor for $110 in cash. Um, merges and acquisition Wall Street likes. When two companies look at each other, fall in love, and one's willing to pay a premium for the other gives you an idea of how to value companies. Tesla and Twitter both managed to come through with better than expected earnings results. Uh, those are both high beta kind of stocks, so that's positive. Oil prices attempting a rebound from recent selling efforts. Um, having a problem getting above 50. Having a problem staying above 50 is probably the right way of saying that. Better than expected profits from Bristol Myers, Western Digital, Texas Instruments, Ford, Aetna, Raytheon, Dow Chemical, all positive. We're starting to see some numbers in the market, again, that suggest the Federal Reserve will probably raise interest rates either in November, but likely in December. Um, Ten-year Treasury is at 1.86. It's pushing towards two. It's telling you things are getting better. It's telling you that GDP is going to come in 2.5-3.5% for the quarter. Um, and again, all this is combining with the thought, the concept, that the Federal Reserve will probably raise interest rates. And that will be a big story going forward. Pending home sales rebounded in September. I think that's important to note. Um, Housing has been one of the drivers of our economy, as has autos, as has general business and, you know, getting people employed again. Contracts by previously owned homes rose more than expected in September. The national, the national, the national um, association of realtors said its pending home sales index based on contracts signed last month increased 1.5%. The West Coast did the, the, the majority of the heavy lifting in the home sales numbers. Um, 800-516-1220. Jobless claims fell, continuing claims lowest since 2000. So first-time unemployment claims hit 258,000. That's a great number. Anything under 300,000 is great. That's 86 straight weeks under 300,000. Anything under 350,000 is, is, is like a B plus. So this is really solid numbers. Um, it's been A plus for... 86 weeks. That's a long time. That's a long time. So in first-time unemployment claims, people have been unemployed for a long period of time, also fell to 2.04 million, which means more people are trying to enter the labor market. Um, So that may make unemployment actually tick a little bit higher next Friday when we get that report. 
Uh, let's pull in CFP Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning as Twitter's cutting 350 jobs, Tesla's accelerating, and the biggest IPO from Asia came out today in the U.S. markets. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, talk a little bit about wealth preservation and retirement planning. We do seminars on a regular basis tied towards this exact topic. It's typically geared for what I like to say people over 40 years old. Why is that, Chad? Well, you know, the, the, typically when we talk about this stuff, it has to do with people that have saved enough money to be able to be financially independent. In other words, they can choose to work or not or go do a startup or something more volunteer-oriented. And, you know, I guess it could happen in your 30s if you inherit money or, you know, have a IPO of a company that you created or some sort of invention, I guess. But typically the person that's going to go to this is going to be in their, you know, mid to late 50s. They're going to be close to retirement within 10 years from retirement. That's just a key zone where you really got to think about money differently. You got to think about transitioning your portfolio, not so you're selling stuff and buying safe stuff, but where are you contributing? How are you going to think about taxes? How are you going to think about passing on your wealth? What are you going to do about health care costs in retirement? All those kind of things that will affect your portfolio in the long run. And it's difficult, Rob, because interest rates are low. Health care is up in the air. And people are worried about things like Social Security and government debt. So things that we worry about, to me, with wealth preservation retirement planning, I deal with getting to that big number, the nest egg of... I, I can manage my wealth once I have wealth. And to me, I start that number kind of like at a million dollars in the Bay Area, probably about half a million dollars outside the Bay Area or in lower cost areas. Is that a fair number to play with as a starting point? Well, it depends. I I think of it in terms of relative to your expenses. Right. So if you have a million dollars, but you're spending $250,000 a year, you are not wealthy. (laughs) You're, You're not even close to being to the end zone yet. So it really is is based on expenses, and that's part of the exercise. I mean, one of the first things that you have to do to say, how do I even manage my portfolio, is determine how much you're spending, how much of that is needed to just basic function in your life. And you need, when you're still working, you need six months of that to 12 months of that and save money. But when you're in retirement, you need to use those expenses to figure out, how much are you going to draw from your portfolio each year and have that three years worth of safe money that I always talk about that's worked time and time again to get, get people through corrections and, and, sh- and bear markets. So it's really relative to the expenses. And, you know, we just kind of have to talk about building a portfolio base and then adding different things to it as you have more money. When you're young, index funds are the way to go. Broad-based exposure, save on a monthly or biweekly basis and keep keep saving and there's so many more stories of wealth when it comes to that than any other financial topic out there, whether it's trading or options or software or whatever. It's systematic savings. That's what makes people wealthy. Now, retirement planning is a little bit different than wealth management. Um, I don't know what my plan's going to be. I've got enough wealth in my life. I'm, I've done okay there. But my plan is it going to be twiddle my thumbs. It's going to be watch daytime TV. How much does that play into the discussion at a wealth preservation retirement planning event? Uh, it, it, the, one of the things I talk about right at the beginning is having a life plan. Um, we've talked about this before on the show, and um, apparently somebody, I, I know no life recent, plan. <laughs> you don't have a life plan I yet. Talk, I think these these sessions are more like counseling sessions for you, Rob. They are. But I had a client that um, they had 
plenty of assets, but they actually enjoyed work. Um, were living part time and you know out of the state of California, but still working, and and basically ended up right at right after the first of the year with a severance package. Um, they weren't really expecting it, and now they know because they've listened to the show for quite a while that the most important thing to deal with right now is not you know we've already been working on the investment side but it's not anything except for what am i going to focus on what am i going to focus on and i tend to tell people that if you don't know what you're going to focus on the first two things to focus on is you know being healthy getting really involved into something that that uh really improves your health because that'll improve your retirement it'll cut your healthcare expenses and it'll make you feel really really good and then get into something that um you know, makes you feel good in terms of volunteer work or charity work if you have enough assets. And those two things, I mean, the, the level of happiness that people get out of those two things is huge. And so really kind of focus on those issues as you get towards retirement, if you already have enough wealth. Um, and then, you know, obviously, once you start drawing on the portfolio, you've got to worry about, you know, things like timing your withdrawals when you rebalance and things like that. But I think it's a life plan is a little bit more important than the money plan, honestly. Interesting to note, you can find more information about CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. There's some good resources on that tab, uh, if you hit the tab resources, where you can download the 10 things you need to know about stock options or the 12 tax return mistakes or the 10 pillars of retirement income planning. There's a lot of data there tied towards wealth preservation, retirement planning. You need to get on top of this now. Come to an event soon. You can sign up for the events at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. My mother is in an old folks home, and it's sad. It's not a great way to live. And one of the big fears is that she's still smart enough to answer a phone, smart enough to give a Social Security number, smart enough to give a bank account. And she's been targeted numerous times on financial scams. One of the best things you could do if you want to try to protect your parents. And, for instance, my mom bought six papal pens on QVC. Now, that's not elderly abuse. That's just her watching TV and deciding that she wants to get grandchildren papal pens, you know, pendants of the Pope when he visited America. At 60 bucks a pop, those come up to $400 plus in, in merchandise. When you're on a fixed budget, that's silly. That's ridiculous. One of the best things you could do is try to get those financial decisions or the, you know, the, the transactions into the hands of a trusted financial advisor. Um, one of the things I like about CFP Chad Burton is he's one of those people who can help seniors in retirement stop from making huge mistakes. Sometimes it'll be your friend will go into an old folks home, you'll go visit them, and a salesperson will sally right on up and say, you know, hey, you could do a reverse mortgage, jump into that, into here. Isn't it lovely? Sometimes it's an insurance guy selling her a life insurance product. So consider a financial advisor, a financial professional, a CFP to help your parents from being ripped off in retirement. Get that line of defense in there. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Yeah. 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Well, demons pull me side to side again. Yeah, well, I'm scared to sleep. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, more. Very scary. Ooh. Strombella's here, by the way. Americans are expected to spend a whopping $8.4 billion on candy and costumes this Halloween. It's a lot of money. It's an all-time high. Halloween spending for 2016 is up nearly 22% from last year's $6.9 billion. We're going to spend an average of $82.93 per person. They say if you want to get romantic, do not dress up as Donald Trump. U.S. weekly jobless claims totaled 258000 that's a good number. So people getting laid off and marching down to the unemployment line sounds like a lot of people. Uh, it's not. So elsewhere out there, Twitter beat expectations are going to cut 9% of their workforce. It's finally looking financially interesting to buy Twitter for a hold period of up to 12 months as they're focused on gap profitability, generally accepted counting principles. So... Um, one of the problems with the profitability at Twitter has been the high stock compensation for employees. The more employees you cut, the less stock compensation you're going to be giving them. Tesla had a surprise profit. They reassured on capital plans. They turned a profit for the first time in three years. I wish Tesla had a horn that sounded like that. You'd be like, that car is beautiful. Look at the interior design, the beautiful screen. And then a horn that sounds like... Taco Bell. Who doesn't love a free taco? Just in time time for me to lose a little bit of weight. Uh, Taco Bell is giving away Doritos, Locos, Tacos, a free Doritos, Locos, Taco, after the Cleveland Indians' Francisco Lindor stole a base in Game 1 of the World Series. So they give away free food if a base is stolen by any player on either team. Steal a base, steal a taco. Just pick up your free Doritos, Locos, Taco. You have to go to a Taco Bell location in the United States between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. on Wednesday, November 2nd. Mark your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. Who doesn't love a free taco? Careful, because it might, how shall we say, uh, get your bowels excitable. Shoppers are crazy about mobile, but they shop on mobile, but they don't necessarily buy on mobile. So mobile accounts for about 53% of the share of digital traffic. Mobile revenues are seen grabbing just 34% because a lot of people are at stores. And they, they see like, oh, here's a printer, and it's $99. Let me see what's, how much it costs on Amazon. Let me see what the reviews are. So a lot of people are shopping, kind of getting a, I'm not going to say a two-screen experience, but a, a one-screen experience in retail. Facebook's copying Snapchat. Um, I hate when you see companies copying another company. It's something a monopoly can do, though. So Facebook very wisely sees that when you do live video and you could put a Halloween mask, like a pumpkin mask, you and I could be talking right now. Um, and you could say, hey, Rob, let's do a sexy time talk. So I'll get on Facebook Live, you can get on Facebook Live, and we can start talking to each other. Uh, video, Snapchat. Um, Snapchat's been doing it for a while. And I'll say, why didn't you put a pumpkin on your head? And you type a couple keys, and there's suddenly a, a pumpkin. It's augmented reality. And I say to you, you say to me, um, why don't you put a skull on? And then we'll be like, skull talking to pumpkin. And I'll go, hello, pumpkin. Hi, skull. 
Well, you do it for Halloween. Oh, because scares people. So this whole augmented reality, kids love. They love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, like Liza Minnelli loves a cocktail. So augmented reality and Facebook's copying Snapchat. Snapchat's been doing it for a while. And Snapchat lenses have become a meaningful source of revenue for the growing app through sponsorship deals with companies like Taco Bell. Taco Bell in the news yet again. Mortgage applications fell last week 4.1% as home buyers pulled back. Um, rates have been so low for such a long time. 30-year fixed rate now stands about 3.71%. That's incredible. It's not as good as my 3.25% or 3.2% that I got two months ago, but it's still pretty darn incredible. Individualized ads on television could be one result of the AT&T Time Warner merger. So this has been a fantasy of television executives for years, knowing that you're at home watching. You, the loser whose wife left you for a banker, the guy who now works, how shall we say, as a coffee barista at Starbucks, living with three roommates, AT&T and Time Warner want to know who you are so they can serve you up ads like maybe guns or like prescription drugs. Or they want me to like, oh, he goes skiing. Let's give, let's send him. And we live in the same, you know, apartment building. They'll give me a different commercial than they'll give you. Um, that's one of the things that's uh, being talked about already, targeting people with individualized TV commercials using cable or satellite boxes has been promoted as the future of television for at least 15 years. I've been doing that story for years, but AT&T and Time Warner are pointing to target advertising as part of a big benefit of their potential merger. Ford profit has been hurt by recall costs. Income fell 56%. Um, they had improving results in China and Europe, but the U.S. got dinged because of those recalls. So the company earned a billion dollars, but would have last year earned about $2.2 billion. Um, so they have been benefiting, Ford's been benefiting from the F-150 pickup truck. That's a man's car. Like, you get in that car and it puts 12% more chest hair on you. You get in that car and suddenly, like, your beer belly gets 14 inches bigger. It's a man's car. It's a man's vehicle. Don't get into Ford F-150 unless you want some more testosterone. Amazon documents are revealing that they want 2,000 grocery stores built over the next decade in the U.S., this year, they're experimenting with, let's build 20. Half of them are going to be traditional stores who are going to be pushing a cart. Maybe you'll have to have a Prime membership to get in, or a Prime membership to get a big discount. And another one where you could pre-order online and we'll deliver it to your car window. Groupon's buying rival social, um, living social. So these daily deals, they were hot and sexy IPOs at one point in time. Not so much now i got a big event coming up. You can find out more about it at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Big event coming up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.